This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, oh, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. It's That's, okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro. This is Xander, and with me is... Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? I'm chopped. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Um, doing well. Perfect. Thanks. Great. <laughs> so this episode uh, is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. Instead of uh, taking a trip down history lane, not memory lane. It's two different, two different places. Okay. Not whatever. even. They don't even intersect at a certain point. They're parallel. Yeah, they're parallel. You have, to, you have to take. You have to take. Uh, Fifth Avenue to get to it. Not like the candy bar, but like actual. It's not a street. I'm just making it up. Anyway. Get uh, to the point. Instead of going back and teaching you things about uh, certain video games or anything like that, we're just going to kind of just talk about a specific topic. And the topic that we wanted to talk about today is just retro RPGs. Okay. Um, so no real focus on any one particular game. We're going to be able to go off on tangents however we want um, and just open it up to however this uh, conversation will go. So, uh, what's the first RPG you remember playing? Wow. Uh, Do you play RPGs? Let's, I guess I that? should ask that first. What is an RPG? An RPG is a role-playing... explain what yes. we're talking about Yeah, we're just going to assume you know again. <laughs> uh, so, RPG stands for role-playing game. Uh, so, it's where you take the role of any particular character and kind of go through uh, usually sort of some sort of fantasy setting um, usually involves it's almost like Dungeons and Dragons, but as a video game, where you have characters with different stats, uh, and how you level up those characters um, kind of determines how the how they how the game is played out. It's not your traditional game like a, a side-scrolling Mario game where you just have this character and you're running and jumping on top of things. You actually it's more story-driven, uh, it's more character-driven, and what you do f- to your characters m- has a bigger impact on how the story progresses. Sometimes, sometimes not so much. There's also more strategy. A little bit more strategy. So there's different ways to go about doing it instead of just run and gun, and you have to kind of think about how you're doing things. Uh, it's a, it's a more of a thinking man's kind of... Yeah, a lot of games at the time were muscle memories, whereas this one is more along lines of statistics, like... What move does what against good? These these guys or yeah. how much health I have? And, and this management. character has a ton of strength. I should give him rocks and sticks instead of giving him magic books. Right. So I guess one of the first ones I remember playing uh, would have to be original Final Fantasy. The original? Yeah. Okay. I played that when I was young. I didn't really like it just because that game didn't have a lot of direction. Yeah, it was really like name your characters and go. Mm-hmm. Not so, to say it wasn't good. Like when you go back now, no. it's just a little bit more straightforward. Yeah, but. it's it. Yeah, it's just very straightforward. It, I was felt a lot more pressure because I made the choices myself and where to go. And yeah, and if like I couldn't figure out where to go, I'd eventually die and run out of weapons because one, I didn't have a place to heal, and two, this is one of those games where you have uh, quantities for the weapons you use. Mm-hmm. 
and you build your own team of whatever combination you want. So right. you want so if you were like, fighters, oh, white mages are cool. I don't know anything about white mages, and then yeah, you're, you're like, you oh, deal I no damage. heal only. Right. So that's what I played first. You imagine that games where you had to read the instruction manual to know what you were doing. Well, I didn't have the instruction manual, so right. Um, very uh, it's sort of similar. The first game, the first role playing game that I can cognitively remember playing is uh, Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six, as, as it's now known to us American dummies who just don't get everything. Um, but I remember seeing the magazine ads or the television ads of Mog, the one of the, the like side characters of Final Fantasy VI, uh, interviewing monsters, basically, and just destroying them. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I'll give it a shot. Um, and I and I loved it. It's just a, it's such a cool world. The characters are all fantastic. It might be why I hold it in such high esteem, is that it was that one of the first role-playing games that I ever played. Um, I remember renting it and like inviting a friend over to check it out, not knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. And then he was, I remember him just kind of sitting there like, what, 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 when are you doing something like what are you doing <laughs> and i was like of course like oh this is cool like how do i do this and you know kind of figuring out how role-playing games went so would you say that role-playing games is something you enjoy most on your video gaming or more I, so than others I or? Used to, when i was younger i think i always said role-playing games were my favorite and they are among some of my favorite games because it's, it's again it's more story driven learning the history of the characters and stuff like that is is always a lot of fun but I would say overall, it'd probably be in my top five genre. Just I, I always love finding a good solid RPG with a good story to to kind of pull me through something I can invest a lot of time into, or even just invest like an hour a night and slowly progress through, as opposed to uh, like old, any old platformer like Mega Man where I can just blow through them in an hour or two. You know, I like I like the long game. I guess mm-hmm. I agree. The I wasn't that great at so so old games were very difficult. Yes. So having the muscle memory for games was cool, but they're punishing. So like yep. original Mega Man, if you died and you got a game over, like there's no password system, right? You, you start over, or like you know, like the games were a little bit more intense. So remembering patterns, remembering how far jump goes, how many bullets it takes to kill this guy, uh, those kinds of things. I wasn't good at execution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I panic. <laughs> Right. So strategy RPG games where I can rely on a multiple different factors to help kind of cradle me through the game or, or fall back on. So mm-hmm. like if, oh, crap, my fighter died, but, hey, I've been building up my mage also to come in and help out, then right. that's great. I have multiple avenues to help me push through a game, which felt more fulfilling to me and yeah. more compelling. And also more devastating when you died. Oh, yeah. And then you're <laughs> just like, well, I just messed up my whole team. Right. Um, so they're, they're, I would say RPGs are my number one game that I play or enjoy to play mm-hmm. uh, most about current and retro. Yeah. And then like platformers may fall in there at some point, mm. but mostly RPGs. Cool. Well, what is what is arguably your favorite role playing game? So not definitively, but like I have a lot of favorites. Mm-hmm. So I'm really bad with what's your favorite blank. Okay, because I can never pick one. I have a group of games that I love to play or things that are fun to me, but for me, it's hard to just choose one thing that's a favorite of mine. Okay, so if you're forcing me to, yes, you are. I'm for in this situation. I'm forcing you to give me one game that is among your favorites. I would. So you can let's say hypothetically, I'm going to lock you in a room right now, uh, or rather in like 20 minutes, and you're going to be stuck in there for three days. You're going to have food. You're going to have be able to go to the bathroom and sleep. Everything else, but you're only going to have one form of entertainment. It's going to be this game. What is it? Uh, it would be Legend of Dragoon. Okay. For PlayStation. It is a in the veins of the it's by, by Square, so mm-hmm. it's in the veins of the Final Fantasy games. It's a four disc game. It's got story. It's got compelling characters, unique spells, unique game system. It's got great music, and the graphics are awesome for the era of that of the time for PlayStation where, where graphics were like revolutionizing a three-dimensional polygonal figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my defining games of my childhood playing and one of the games that drove that drives me to wanting more story and more uh, showing instead of telling in, in games. Okay. 
and I don't want to go into too much detail on it because I want to save it for an episode. But yeah, I love that game. So what about you? If, if I locked if, if you, in if a we're room. giving that that particular situation, I don't know that I would immediately go to one of my f- to like a f- absolute favorite. Like I would probably argue again, Final Fantasy VI being one of one of my all time favorites, or Final Fantasy IX. But I played through them recently, and I know them so well that I'd probably go more along the lines of like say Lunar Silver Star Story. That would have been my other choice. <laughs> yeah, just because it's been so long since I've played it, I would really love to explore that world again, um, and those characters, and just. Being being an adult and playing and realizing the stuff I'm doing is supposed to oh this looks cool all right um, as you'll notice as we kind of go through more and more of our episodes with our uh, RPG protagonist bracket uh, some of my favorite characters the big dumb fighters and even as I play D and D every week every I always find myself liking that style of play where I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm there to kill stuff and then make jokes and get out like that's that's definitely what my my personality type is as far as like playing a game uh, or a character. Uh, but it is interesting to go back and see the different uh, characters and how they interact and stuff like that. So, so if you had your choice of builds, you'd go offense, defense, and that's The it. less I have to worry about magic and spells, the better. Okay. Why? Just because I'd rather just hit things and be done with it. But why? Is well, is it just like is it the complications of spells? Sometimes, or? yeah. Like or, I've never, I've never a character like even in like Pokemon and stuff like that. I'm never the type of person to hit you with a ton of status effects. I'd rather hit you and be done mm-hmm. than set up the long game that may or may not work out. Like it's cool when they do. Yeah, I like uh, our when we did our Pokemon League. Uh, Ethan. Ethan and I had a fight where I had a, a Gliscor that was just like substitute poison, like and all these like I was getting you know all these different things set up to to make it work. But if one thing goes wrong. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like so, I'd I'd rather just have the character that can just hit you quick and knock. You know, have a character with insanely high special attack and hit you with hyper beam and call it a day. That's fair. I, I lean more towards the bruisers of, of characters, so high attack. But I also am a f- I'm very fond of magic users. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to explain what my preference is in an RPG game, but I like characters that are a little bit more risky. So there can be high reward or there can be high failure with them Mm -hmm. just because it's more fun. Yeah. So like a character with high crit but low chance to hit, you know, or or a spellcaster that can chain spells with other characters but at a cost of high MP. Mm -hmm. So you only get a couple hits in, but they're there for you to to knock out – people with like, yeah like i like those kinds of characters well, that's what what's a lot of fun about those about a lot of rpgs is um you have you know th- anywhere from like three to four or more characters and you can really experiment like you can always have your hard hitting like i'm just going to kill stuff and be done but then also on the side have these characters who are just doing dumb stuff just mm-hmm. to see well like roulette in uh, i think it was a roulette move in seven um yeah with, uh, uh, tifa with tifa yeah that was a really good move set. I liked it because you never know what you'd get, but chances are if you're lucky enough, mm. you're going to get the 777 and you're going to knock some sense into them. Mm-hmm. Was, was it Tifa or was it Kate Sith? It was Tifa. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That was her limit break was like a roulette. Yeah. And the more, the higher the level got, it was more, more mm-hmm. things. Um, what are some of your favorite characters? Just I mean, it doesn't have to be like protagonists. You mean like tropes, like like character types, or just characters or in general. Like like actual they don't even have to be like playable characters. Some like memorable, memorable characters you remember running into. Like for me, Hellmel from uh, from Lunar Silver Star Story, the one of the four heroes was really cool. Just old again, the old big dumb fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in Earthbound has a million and a half characters that are just so dumb on that side, like. Mr. Everdread, who's just uh, he runs a pawn shop basically in his mm-hmm. in his yard, and just you know, just cool characters that you ran into. Um, so this is a little weird. In Mega Man Legends, Tron Bond, mm-hmm. I thought was a fun character. Her and her whole Tron family mm-hmm. are, were were really fun. Her dad, like in that game, it's it's a weird mix of you can't tell if they're robots or if they're wearing metal armor, right? Um, so. The people are really strangely, strangely looking in that game. Uh, but I like that those characters. There are some unique. So in like Breath of Fire Four, since that's recently in my mind, there's fish people. Yeah, just these large fish-looking like people with arms and legs 
that are just like a race of people in this world. I I don't know. It's just super like anything that seems like out of place like that. I really like Kate Sith. I'm super fascinated by because yeah. it's literally a giant stuffed animal that's alive mm-hmm. with a cat on it. Well, the cat is Kate Sith, but it's a stuffed animal. The Kate big Sith? the big white thing is a stuffed yeah, animal, but that's not Kate Sith. The cat is Kate Sith. I know, just what it rides. I know, but it's alive. I guess that's what's unique about it. Same thing with like Sid, like the so many incarnations of Sid in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy games. I love, especially when he was a villain in Twelve. See, I never I, played I Twelve. Like twelve was okay. I've heard really good things about Twelve. I just every time it's got I, a lot going on in it. Yeah, every time I hear about it, it's always oh, Final Fantasy Twelve has such a great story and such cool characters, but the gameplay's weird. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, then why would I want to suffer through that gameplay just for like it doesn't seem worth it? it, it I guess. Yeah, you kind of get get used to it, and I might get rocks and stuff thrown at me for saying that, but that was always my oh, well. my outlook. If I'm going to have a limited time to play. like Right. So if there was an RPG game that you would pick up and play Can easily... Can I just real quick stop you? Okay. Can we just say RPGs? What am I saying? RPG games. It's equivalent oh, to it's saying ATM thing. machine. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so there was that's no R- big deal. I, I hate to... to but oh, no, no. That's fine. Correct me, Xander. I will. Jeez. Fine. Are these automatic teller machine machines... <laughs> Really cool. Same with these role-playing game games. I hate you so much. <laughs> so if there was a role-playing... A role-playing G. role-playing G. <laughs> that you could just pick up a play. Like, you don't need to sit down and play hours for it. Like, oh, cool, I'm just going to pick this up, play this for a little bit, put it back down. Is there one that you have? Uh, Either Earthbound or Chrono Trigger. And Chrono Trigger is cool just because they're so, like, you can progress through and then like kind of get to a logical stopping point because of all the different times you have to go through time and and all that and plus you know having 12 13 plus endings is always pretty cool and then earthbound i just know like the back of my hand i always start that game up and i inevitably always stop a little bit halfway through uh, but then there are times when i kind of commit all the way to the end but mm-hmm. that's just a game i mean arguably my favorite video game of all time is earthbound right just because of how goofy and weird it is as well as just having traditional rpg elements mm-hmm for me, it is Pokemon. Yeah, just pick up and play that. It's a it's a role, it's a you know role playing game, right? Or I'd say like the tactics or or like the strategy ones. Mm-hmm. I like picking up picking up those and playing them because the the development of the characters are there, and then each bit of the story is a mission. Mm-hmm. So you can pick up play a couple missions and then set it down. I've downloaded Final Fantasy Tactics on my uh, Vita, and I keep meaning to play it, but I always get through the first battle. And then I invariably fall off because I just feel like there's so much there and it's kind of overwhelming. There's a lot of depth in that game. Yeah. And there's a lot going would, on and with I the feel fact like, of recruiting. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm missing out on a fantastic story. It's just pretty great. Just because it's overwhelming. It's pretty great. And the characters as they grow, like, it's it's literally an, a small army you're creating. Mm-hmm. And every character has impact in that army. Unlike in normal uh, RPGs, it's your six characters and it's just about balancing three of them yeah so i like those strategy games because a little bit more defined in movement and attack is a little bit more predictable mm-hmm. unlike some open world or roaming rpgs like star ocean i don't know if you played star mm-hmm. ocean that one has more of an active battle system so you're moving around hitting guys and then building your bar up and then hitting right. them again and doing different moves like that uh, but like with the structure of like turns and distances that these guys can move and their certain attacks can go from a certain amount of spaces away, I like those better. Did you ever consider um, the Legend of Zelda an RPG? Mm, I consider it more of an adventure game. Me too. It's got RPG elements. I always I remember being but like it's too much of an adventure. Yeah, I always remember being irrationally like angry when people would say my favorite role playing game of all times is The Legend of Zelda. Like it's it's more of a it's an action adventure. It's not like there's not there's not the stats you need to worry about. You have these items. It's, you have health and you yeah, you can increase your armor. Yeah. And like weapons like get better, but not to say they're bad games. Obviously Legend no, of Zelda. No, no, it's a great game, but there's no uh, for so what are your defining factors of what is a role-playing game? I feel like you have to have some control over individual stats. Okay. Um you have to have different ways that you can play the character. Like if it, if you just have here's your one dude and this is all he does and go through the rest of the game, to me that's not a role-playing game. 
being able to kind of customize that character, figure out which play style I want to use, um, decide to teach it certain moves or certain weapons or whatever. That's that. That's where it, it kind of has more of an RPG aspect, or just leveling up the character, going through an adventure, and after you reach a, a certain point, you can rank up and then choose how you want that character to go. That's more of a role playing game to me than anything else. I'd agree with that because so so that's what Zelda doesn't have is that mm-hmm. you don't have your def- definite choices that define that that make that character different, other than. Getting what, some armor. Yeah, or what you name him. How many heart pieces you get. How many times you name him Zelda just <coughs> to see what happens. What? You never named you, you never named Link Zelda in the games? Yeah, I have. Why? Okay, I was just saying different things happen in different games. Oh, oh okay. Okay, I didn't know that's what you meant. Yeah. Like music gets funky or you start on the second quest or... Right. You know, all that fun stuff. And you have to have multiple characters. Yes. Can't be just one. Yeah. It certainly helps. Over here. Oh, no problem. Um, let's see. How do you feel? And I was thinking about this earlier today. How do you feel about the silent protagonist? As as you've gotten like I when I look back, like Earthbound is a silent protagonist. Chrono Trigger is a silent protagonist. Dragon like, Warrior. Yeah. Like you. So Final Fantasy Seven is kind of a silent protagonist. No, he rarely speaks, but he does. I'm saying okay, like straight up, okay. they like where it's just like. Chrono, what do you want to do? And he just turn shakes his head. <laughs> like, that's speaking. That's not speaking. Yeah, that's it, that's acknowledging. <laughs> like Cloud speaking. actually like has long bouts of dialogue at some points and like talks about his backstory and why he wants to do things. Okay. I guess I, I'm annoyed by the silent protagonist because I want a I want a story full of character development mm-hmm. and uniqueness, but. In Dragon Quest Eight, the the hero is literally he's the unnamed hero. Yeah, and they don't really talk. They do the same thing as in like Chrono Trigger. So, but that's one of my favorite games. Yeah. So I have a love hate relationship. I ideally want them to. I want. I like. I don't. If I don't have to name them, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If they're their own unique character, but I just control the majority of the time, that's great because I want to experience a full story. When it comes down to me naming them and then it's me investing in them, like I'm kind of in the game, mm-hmm. then I lose a little bit. I get pulled out a little bit of the story. I have a hard time like name when it's when I'm talking about like favorite characters. I have a hard time saying like. Ness as a favorite character because he doesn't really do anything. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have a character. He's just he doesn't have a personality, right? And that's that's a hard thing for for me to like. And that's say. that's because they want you to embody that. Yeah, and that's, character, that's which is cool. cool. And it was cool for the era, but now in these days, I want to experience something different. Yeah, I think Mass Effect did a huge thing with you know having all the different dialogue mm-hmm. options and everything. I like I that's it's sort of the silent protagonist, but really puts you more in the role, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, they did that also with. They've, you, done, they've been doing it a lot more games recently. Yeah, but like that that kind of thing was awesome with Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, you get to create a Jedi, and their choices with light and dark mm-hmm. really define what that character's like growth was. And mm-hmm. but you were in control of that. Yeah. But I always that's uh, with with those silent protagonists. I always find myself gravitating more towards the side characters who can talk and have a personality mm-hmm. and and really like you can kind of see what they're standing for, what they what they fight for, and stuff like that. I always got pulled towards the dark and brooding characters. Yeah, because just because so I was I was an emo depressed kid growing up. So yeah. uh, I love the characters who like had more depth to them as far as like you don't know what their backstory is. You don't know what their motivations are, but you know where there's certain characteristics or personalities in them that you're always going to get. Like, they're they're either they're, they're always going to get your back, but they just aren't <laughs> to you. Yeah. Or um, they are... They're shifty, and you're not sure if they're going to come through, but they always do. You know, like, you have the era, that, that feeling of, like, well, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they do. I think that was the same thing I just said twice, but it's more okay. or less, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just like those characters that you you eventually learn more about them, and then you see why they're like that, mm-hmm. and that they're just hiding their pain. I always like the comic relief characters. <clears throat> yeah, because you're the comic relief. It's true. And you're I breaking a pen. Up. It's my pen to break. So, what which uh, RPG had your favorite battle system? 
None of them. None I'm of them. Kidding. None uh, of them have really cracked the code yet. I I'm fond of so I like strategy, so I'm fond of turns. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Seven, Nine, turn-based RPGs. So does the Final Fantasy Seven remake have you a little bit nervous? Yes. Okay. That's about the extent of our non-retro talk, but I thought I'd still ask. This is a topic. Because the majority of those role-playing games that we've talked about, sorry, RPGs, are turn-based. Mm-hmm. Lunar, Legend of Dragoon, Earthbound. Right. Now, did you ever play, uh, this is kind of off on a tangent, but did you ever play Brave Fencer Musashi? No. Oh, that was so good. It's, it's, it's one of those hybrid, it's sort of like Legend of Zelda in the sense of like you are... It's not really like a turn-based action thing, but it is more of a, like, you're running around a 3D environment attacking stuff, so it feels like Ocarina Like Legend of, of Mana. Sort of, yeah. Top down, those not, Legend well, games it was, you go a, to. it was a 3D, like, Brave Fencing Massage was more of a 3D. Uh, what like, system? It was PlayStation. Okay. Um, but you did have different stats and different attacks and all that, so I, I, I always still considered it an RPG, which was kind of a weird thing. People would always argue that with me, like, well, how can that be? And that Zelda's not, but that was a really good game. And it had a uh, different two different swords that you like. They had different powers. You could absorb enemies and stuff like that. But that was really good, really good soundtrack. It's a game that I've been thinking a lot about recently. Like I would love to try it again, but I don't think it's available on like PlayStation Network or anything. Mm-hmm. I I mean I own the the disc, but it's a whole thing of hooking that system up and a lot of commitment to go through and play that game. Not again. really, but that's okay. It's a lot of commitment. The these days. the system you like the most would that be turn based? Usually, yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the whole uh, turn base. I don't let and like even with like Chrono Trigger where you had active or wait where like enemies would attack you while you're doing things. I'd rather like slow it down and think strategically about what I'm going to do next as opposed to like oh they're hitting me now. I got to make a quick decision. Um, I've always been more of the like let me let me figure out what's happening and if I need to heal, I don't want to be killed while I'm waiting to be healed. Okay, so that then drives me nuts. I am Satsuna is like that. Is they they attack you all the time? Not all the time, but yeah, they t- attack you while you're choosing. Okay. So it's a lot like Chrono Trigger. Okay. So you have to be. I can deal with that. The the strategy element is is what I enjoy most about this. So in Final Fantasy VII, you can either have it set up to where they attack you while you're choosing your decisions, right. or you can have them wait with you. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting choice because that really changes the the whole style of that game. Mm-hmm. Because now you're in rush mode and making decisions. Pre, like beforehand, like you're setting up your characters beforehand so that you can make those conditions quick, or you're just playing it out and then figuring it out on the fly. Mm-hmm. Were there any old um, RPGs that you feel like you missed out on by never playing, or Probably. some that were like always on your list and you never got around to? I didn't play any of the original Dragon Warrior games. Okay, the first one I played was eight. I've been told I need to play seven. Seven is a, I mean I've the only. Dragon Quest game that I've played is nine, which was on the D- the one that was released for the DS. Oh yeah, Dragon Quest. Sorry, I've been seeing Dragon Warrior. Haven't no, they're both the they're thing, one right? and the same. Yeah, they for yeah. for American audiences they call them Dragon Warrior, and I think it was I think Dragon Quest Eight was the first one in America that we got that was called Dragon Quest. Oh okay, and that threw a lot of people off, or maybe um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure we still got it as Dragon Warrior Seven. Okay, um, but yeah, I've I've got a friend of mine who who plays all the Dragon Quest games. And I think he, seven is his favorite. Uh, Craig, if you're listening, jump on the Facebook group and, and f- correct us. But it's a it's a long haul. There's um, he prides himself as being one of the only people he knows who's actually finished it. I wouldn't need to do that then. Yeah, and I think you can download it. You can get it for the DS, but I don't want yeah. to get it on the DS. Well, se- I mean, seven was the last one uh, that was uh, like sprites as opposed yeah. to like full polygonal characters and stuff like that. Um, Xenogears is a game that I I know I'm missing out. Yeah, on. I never did that one. Is not there like a Suikoden? Suikoden, yeah. Suikoden, is, I hear is pretty popular. I, I but downloaded I never played that Suikoden too because I've heard that they they don't um like they're not necessarily like it's like kind of like Final Fantasy where you don't have to play Final Fantasy one, two, three, and four to understand right. what's going on in five. Uh, I downloaded that on on my Vita just because it was it was super cheap and I still haven't put the time into that. That's a one thing I find with with role playing games is I. I will start them and I'll almost n- invariably never finish certain ones. It, that's true because they're so long. They're, yeah, there's so much something to do is bound to take you away from it. You're gonna hit a wall, or there's gonna be another game that comes up that pulls your attention away. Yeah, that's why platformers and those kinds of games are easy because you pick them up and you play whenever. Mm-hmm. 
another one of mine would be the Tales games. I didn't play a lot of those. Don't think I've ever played any of those. Uh, I've played Tales of Symphonia, which was dumb, and I forgot the other one. I, I guess I never realized that those were actually a series. I just thought like Tales of this was like a, just an interesting name. I didn't realize it's it was a, a series whole. of games. That they heart they like relate to each other as far as like some common words and stuff that they use. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's like Final Fantasy. You know, they're just each of their own own yeah. adventure. The uh, I keep hearing a whole bunch about like Persona and like Shin Megami Tensei, and mm-hmm. I've never played any of those. Disgaea is mm-hmm. another one, but that's a that's a RTS, yeah, as well in the vein of tactics. Yeah, I feel like I'm really I've I've kind of dropped the ball as far as RPGs go nowadays. There's a million of them that I've never played. So many games out now, it's hard to really commit to it. Yeah, like you played Cooking. Uh, Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama is a great game to play. Yeah, you played a ton of that, but you play that with your wife. Oh, you're thinking Overcooked. You know? Overcooked. Sorry, sorry. Overcooked. Cooking sorry, Mama was Cooking a DS Mama. game which I also loved. No, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did love that. But no, Overcooked. So like that's a fun game that you pick up and you play whenever with with how many friends you can. And, yeah. And I think you'd rather play spend your time with that if you had the ability to than sit mm-hmm. down and play an RPG by yourself. Yeah, especially as I'm getting old and like have responsibilities, it's hard for me to like. That's why. I've been playing a ton of Overwatch recently is because I can sit down and play for 10, 15 minutes and be done mm-hmm. as opposed to like the reason why I still haven't played much of Final Fantasy 15 is because I know I'm going to want to put at least an hour to an hour and a half into playing that game and I just don't always have the time to do that. Yep. And I hate like getting started and then stopping because that's when I lose momentum. I don't remember where I was going next and why it just con- continually gets put on the back burner. Yep. Yep. Are there any any games that, that, you've, that you've never finished that uh, that are fell victim to that kind of thing. Um, for me, that would be. I guess one thing that happened was with Final Fantasy VII. I didn't finally beat it until I was older. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it just I got to the point where I'm at the last spot to go fight Sephiroth, and I I'm like, okay, I don't have Knights of the Round. So I want to get Knights of the Round. Right, and that's a long, arduous And then tap. it's like, oh, but I have to raise Chocobos to get it. Mm-hmm. Chocobos are stupid. <laughs> I hate raising Chocobos because there's so much luck involved if you're not good at it. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't didn't beat it until later. I remember when I was playing, because uh, I played Final Fantasy VII late, and I finished it later than everybody else. Um, and I was going through, and I was trying to get all that, because you, know, you have to have money to get certain items to raise the Chocobos and all that. And halfway through the quest, I had my friend Sean come over, who's just a turd. <laughs> uh, great guy, but I hate him. Um, and he, there's like the villa that you can buy, Costa del Sol or something like that. Yeah. And he took, he like took control of my game and bought it and saved the game. I was like, that's a ton of money. And I never used it. I was like, why would you use it? Because you got to have it, man. You, you got to do it. <laughs> like, you are the, you are the scum jerk. of the earth. What a jerk. This is the same guy that did, like, a bunch of stuff like that, right? Yeah, he's he's kind of notorious for doing those kinds of things. Like, they're funny to him, and then they're eventually funny to me. Like, when I look back, I'm like, yeah, okay, that was, like, that's a fun story that I have now. But, like, come on, that was such an annoying thing. <laughs> uh, he's the same guy who um, I've told the story in the podcast before. A friend of our, well, I say friend loosely because this guy was an actual, like, we don't like this guy. Uh, was playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, this is the story. Was in the uh, the desert temple where you like the only way you can get there is through the ocarina, and there was the bottle trick. And he took he like turned his, his ocarina into a bottle and was like, "Ah, look what I did to you!" But didn't save the game. And in in an attempt to get the controller back from Sean, hit the button to save the game and completely ruined his progress. He had to start all over, and that's like eighty percent of the way through that game. So, yeah, that's mean. Yeah, that's pretty mean. Is Ocarina Time a RPG? No, still same with the, same with the other Zeldas. I don't consider it to be an RPG. Okay. I another game I never finished was Breath of Fire three because there was a part where you go into a desert and you have to know the specific way to go through the desert, otherwise it just throws you back out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And if you mess up at one point at any point. You either die or you get thrown back out, and I couldn't figure it out. So I had a friend of mine who was playing the game with me. I'm like, can you just just get me through the desert? There's literally nothing to do in it but cross it. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to do, and then you can continue on through the rest of the game. 
So he did it for me. And I'm like, thank you. And, and I went to go play the game. And this is a PlayStation 1 game. And it was of the era of third-party accessories. Memory cards and controllers. And I had a memory card that hit a button. And it would change to memory card 1 and memory card 2. Right. 64-megabyte memory card. And it erased itself. Nice. And I lost all my progress. And I was so mad and I haven't gone back to play the game yet because yep. I'm so one I'm concerned about the desert scene desert area which I could easily look it up now Yeah. but two like I put so many hours into that game and then it just to ruin the memory card to ruin it I was so mad the first, so mad the first time I played through Lunar Silver Star Story I got all the way to the end and could not defeat the final boss and it was just because I was horribly under leveled and I was because I would like run past things because there was you know, like with Final Fantasy games, you have random battles, whereas you're walking, it seems like you take one step, and before that step's even done, you're in a battle. Uh, this was one of those games where you could see the enemies on there, and sometimes there were random ones that you stepped, and it like activated a trap, and enemies would come out. But this was one that, if you walked carefully, you could avoid certain enemies. Mm-hmm. Even in Earthbound, I learned early on, like if you go forward and you see an enemy, you can walk back to where they're not following you anymore, and go back, and they might be gone. So You, you can, can avoid- despawn them. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the games I did it to, and I just completely screwed myself. But then I found out that there was, like, the, the bosses in the game were um, were stronger based on what level you were, but it capped at a certain point. So, like, at level 50, the enemy stopped, like, advancing. So if you power leveled past that, then you could destroy them, and that's what I eventually went back and did. Is I was like, okay, I'm just going to power through all this stuff. And I thought that was a cool, kind of a cool system, like... Their hit points are based exponentially on. Yeah, it's a tier based. Yeah, like, you know, ratios of tiers <laughs> based on. And yeah, I like that. I like that too because then it makes it easier to to know where you're at in the game. So if you're killing guys easy in this area, you're like, okay, that means I can. I'm okay to progress the story now. Yeah. Or you just kill your main character, and then level up all your other characters, so everything is super weak. <laughs> but so is your main character. What? Yeah, you could do that. Why would you do that? Because all your because then you could just blow through the game. Like if so I, I'm pretty sure that Silver Star Story, everything was based on Alex's Alex being the main character in that game. Alex's level. So if you killed him and he never got experience, but all your other characters did, they could fight the enemies. It's no fun. I know, but it's just it's an no interesting fun way to think because he has like all the coolest gear. I know. It's, it's you're it's a terrible it. person for bringing. This I never up. did it. I'm just Good. saying it's a possibility. Don't do it. Don't listen to Xander, all right, everyone? If you want to challenge yourself one time while playing that game over and over again. No, play that game properly. No. And make sure you collect all the sexy cards. Yeah. I forgot about those. I actually, until you had said that, I 100% forgot about those. I forgot about the sexy pictures? Yeah. Every character had a sexy picture. So weird. Yep. So weird. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just scrolled up and down or left and right depending on the picture. Yep. Like Nash in the bath and bubbles conveniently placed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Japanese people are weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like I'm I'm reading through uh, Dragon Ball right now, the manga. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never. I've bought it. No, uh, Craig, my buddy Craig. I've always wanted to read through it, but I I I have all the episodes, and I know they differ a little bit. Yeah. I just haven't committed. I myself never, to it. never knew the story of the original dra- original Dragon Ball, and I've been watching so much Dragon Ball Z abridged, and they keep making references to it that I said, "Yeah, I'm finally just going to go through and read it." And there are so many pervy things, or even like yesterday, I was at uh, my brother in law's house, and we were watching uh, just to kill the time. We were watching a couple episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I forgot how often the main character is like randomly looking at breasts, like. There's a lot of anime. Yeah, like it's that. so weird. Like Tenchi, I, w- Tenchi Muyo. When I was younger, Do you remember that I was, one? Yeah. When I was younger, it never occurred to me. Like seriously? Yeah. I never. It, it, it never. I guess because I was like a perverted young kid, and like, ah, yeah, let's look at this stuff. It never was like awkward. Like, oh, why is this happening so oh, much? Oh no, no, yeah. Like I, I liked it as a kid. Yeah. When you're a kid, but you're when like, you're looking back funny. on it, you're like. Yeah, adults made these cartoons. Yeah, and that's that's when it's weird. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Fully Cooly. See, I never watched Just all the way through that. Really, I know it's only like six episodes. Really but. weird show. Yeah, and I just didn't understand it. Yep. That was a nice tangent. Yeah, that was... Thanks. <laughs> I totally... Thanks to you. That, that I was still reminded. talking game-related, okay? Yeah, but <laughs> it just devolved into that weird tangent. But. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, so role-playing games. <laughs> Let's talk about them. We just did. Music. Music? What about them? I love it. I love all sorts of video game music. You... Nobuo Ematsu, of course, one of the classic composers. Mm-hmm. Responsible for all the Final Fantasy stuff. Uh, Yoko Shimamura uh, did, like, I believe it's Super Mario RPG and uh, the Legend of, Zel- or Legend of Mana. Koji Kondo, of course, did. Legend of I don't remember any composers or names of songs. I know them mostly because they pop up, in, like, when I would transfer the CD soundtracks to my computer, it would put it by the, the name of them. And then when I'm looking for the, the, uh, the albums later, it's under those specific names. I, I love the epic s- storytelling of the, the songs. Mm-hmm. So when they like grow to larger scales, when the battles are happening and, and it's building to those things, but I, I mostly appreciate the, Songs that get repeated over and over and yeah, over the again, themes. but you love them. Like you never yeah. get sick of them. So like the Final Fantasy VII battle music, or the Eris's theme, mm-hmm. or even like like Mega Man is a perfect example of great themes for like yeah. enemy levels. But my, I, I know uh, you have a ton of of ones that you like. Yeah, my PlayStation Four because uh, I did I bought the the Final Fantasy VII remaster or whatever. Or not remaster, but like it was. It's the same classic Final Fantasy VII, but there were you could like hit a button to turn off random battles. Mm-hmm. You get a button to speed things up, and that came with a uh, a premium theme, if you will, um, where all my noises are Final Fantasy noises, like the menu noises. But it also plays Eris's theme in the back, and I never get tired of listening to mm-hmm. it. And that I think is such an impressive feat to be able to come up with a a tune that's only like a minute and a half long that you would never get tired of listening to. It repeats like. Yep. It, it, it yeah it's so like uh red 13's theme yeah amazing yeah love that, that was on our that the rhythm of retro we put that on that was uh jazzy's recommendation yeah. and i forget how uh, and it's such a simple thing but it gets stuck in your head and you don't mind do 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 it's just like yeah. easy bass line with a little bit of of a nice flute part in there yeah so yeah, there's a lot of great music in Final Fantasy 14. There was some pretty good music that was in that, but it 14 was the the other MMO, right? 14, 15, 15. Okay, you said, I thought you said 14. No, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, yeah, 14 was the other MMO, but the let's see, I'm trying to remember Lunar. I love the music in that because it always felt like over the top adventure. Yeah, no matter where you were, like Overworld music was just grand, over the top. And uh, same thing with Breath of Fire felt like that. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of ones where it makes you feel like the, the even though the world is small and contained, that the music makes it feel like it's larger than than life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I liked uh, the Chrono Trigger soundtrack is always one that's that's in my heart because I used to listen. Like I would have the actual physical CDs and listen to them in my car or while I was at home or whatever. And uh, I just some of those songs are just so ingrained in my skull that I uh, 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 the tiniest noise will make me remember like oh this song and and just hum it for the rest of the day. And they help define like your feelings of the game. Yeah. So whenever like this like something sad happens and the music changes like that directly reflected how you felt about that character, uh, even if you didn't like the character that much. Mm-hmm. And action games, I mean, they're, they're games that have, like, fantastic soundtracks, but it's not anything like... Those are movie soundtracks. Yeah, that's, like, the scores of, like... So, like, I love Gears of War, but I couldn't tell you any specific songs that, that are in the soundtrack because... It's like, not a it's focus. So, yeah, it's not a focus, whereas, like, with those old RPGs, it's, it did so much to really show you the emotion of what was happening. Well, yeah, like, a lot of them were orchestras... And then they boiled them down the chip tunes. Like, yeah, like they were orchestral dis- pieces that they convert to the capabilities of the system. And for that, that that thinking alone, like to have that grand of a of a idea or goal for a soundtrack of something that probably won't do it justice is makes you feel that. Yeah, in the song, or the one game like. Um, Super Mario RPG, which you said you've never played, right? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Okay, there's there's a but song, I've not played a lot. I don't know. There's much one of that it. like they beat you over, like they they do not take themselves seriously enough, and like there's a certain song that plays over and over again when something sad happens, and it's I always think of that whenever it's uh, 
and if I could, oh, here it is. It's, it's literally called Sad Song. <laughs> and there's a moment where you find out um, you have a, a teammate in your ga- in the party named Mallow, mm-hmm. who's this cloud-looking thing, and he keeps telling you, I'm a frog. I'm a frog. You're like, okay, maybe this game just has a weird drawing of frogs. And then later you find out he was raised by these frog people. Oh, God. But is actually a cloud. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and when he find out, it plays this song. Uh, again, it's called Sad Song. Oh, God. This is so sad. <laughs> and every time something sad happens, this song plays. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and the, what's even better is, like, you when you find out that he wasn't, it, it plays this, this other song called Shock. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. <laughs> and then it leads into sad song. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but, yeah, fi- uh, Mario RPG had an, another amazing soundtrack. Because, again, sometimes it's just over the top. Re- like, you are definitely on an adventure with mixing classic Mario tones and stuff like that. And I remember Mario RPG being one of the first games outside. Like, Final Fantasy VI was, of course, the first game that I played. But I never played through to completion just because eventually it kind of got overwhelming with all the stats and me being, like, eight or nine when it came out. Like, I didn't really fully understand what was going on. Mario RPG was one of those first games that kicked me into it and, like, this we're just gonna dumb it down for you so you can understand what's going on and, and go from there. And I always love those type of games. Like the Paper Mario series was was like that. Then and then eventually it spawned into Mario and Luigi. We've never gotten a proper Mario RPG two just because of the whole Nintendo Square deal. That'll never happen again. But uh, are there any other um, like kitty RPGs that you've played that you've that you've enjoyed or like you think fondly of? Kitty? Yeah. Like where what do you it's, mean? It's, where it's still an RPG, but it's dumbed down enough to the point that anybody can really play it. Like an introductory RPG, if you will. Like if we are, if say there are listeners out there who've never played a role-playing game before in their life, um, what would you recommend? I would definitely say Mario RPG, because it's a character you're familiar with. It's a simple enough story. Um, it's very straightforward as far as the map. There's not really, there are side quests, and you can like go back and visit places, but it's very straightforward um, and kind of, I mean, it, in a way it can hold your hand and, and take you through the entire story, but there's enough there to explore that you can get a full role-playing game experience from it. I would, I'm going to go with a little different of a perspective. Okay. I'd say pick up a Fire Emblem game. Okay. Because you get the RPG element of characters with specific classes that do different types of damage or different resistances and then Mm -hmm. they level up and they get those stats increased and you can give them different weapons and then you can even promote them into to higher levels of those classes but it's it helps you define strategy and helps you develop worth of your characters because when a character dies they're gone for good right so i would say pick up a fire emblem game on the ds um and try that out first because so for your very first rpg you're saying fire emblem yeah because because it's just it's a little bit easier of a like it it lets you get into that turn style a little bit more easily it's not do you have to worry about equipment and stuff in that game you do equipments have like amount of use okay i've never played a a proper fire emblem but each character only has like five slots yeah and and like you don't worry about armor it's just weapon it's weapon and then healing items and then maybe some stat boosting things that you can use during missions. But it is all about movement. It's about pairing up which weapons do better against what weapons and then classes. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That's a little bit more of a dumbed down kind of RPG role. It's, it's very much like if you were playing like Warhammer on a table, mm-hmm. you know, with figurines. Gotcha. Which I think is is. Like, you know, besides pen and paper, that's pretty much original yeah. role playing elements right there. So that's two very different aspects. If you're not if you've not played our uh, role playing game before, um, you've got two great ways to, to jump into it. Um, and that I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of other talking points about role playing games in general. Um, if you have any other things that you think we missed out on or any other uh, opinions you want to share with us, jump onto the Facebook group. Uh, like we've said before, uh, just send us a request. It's a closed group now, but you can jump in, uh, chime in on this episode. Let us know some things that you love about RPGs. What was your first role-playing game? Um, are you one of the people who says RPG games? You know, <laughs> you're never gonna let me live this down, are you? No, I will. I'll forget about it by the next time we see each other. Good, thank you. Um, some of your favorite music, just anything about RPGs. Like it's it's just a huge. Um, 
huge part of our our both of our gaming histories and the reason why we wanted to do this episode is just to generally talk about them without having to spend hours you know researching a specific game like we just did our uh our final fantasy 9 episode not too long ago and that was a lot more like reading into it and like remembering that stuff it is so much for every individual game whereas this kind of gives us a, a, a chance to talk about some of the things we loved about any particular games mm-hmm. so um, any final thoughts on any role-playing game memories or anything like that? Nope. No? All right. I don't have anything off the top of my head either, but I thought... Just play play more RPGs. Yes. Go back Absolutely in time, play as many as you can, and get an idea of what you like in a storytelling game. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing, is those they tell such fantastic stories with, with great character... Um, development? Depth, development, depth. yes. Yep. So... Uh, Check out the Facebook group. Let us know what your favorite RPGs are. If you have any questions about any of them, we're more than happy to shoot out recommendations. And we have a bunch of other uh, followers and everything else that have played a ton of games too that always have their opinions. I know uh, Test is probably screaming that we didn't say anything about Ogre Battle 64. I have never played it. And it's because I've never played it. Exactly. I'm going to borrow it from him soon so I can play it. Hopefully we can do an episode about it. I remember it got great reviews and everybody was going nuts about it when it came out, but I just never played it. So yeah, it's one I've missed. I, I always thought it was. I didn't. I didn't know what it was, but it just yeah, I just thought it was a, a tactics RPG like Super Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. and that's why I just wrote it off. But apparently, it's not. So we'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Out. Also, send us emails info at thelegendofretro.com. Mm-hmm. We also get emails there. Yep. And listen to the Gamezilla podcast every yep. Tuesday. At you know on iTunes, Stitcher, Tuna Radio, but also on MotorCityGaming.com, they're going to be talking about current gaming news headlines and what they've been playing recently. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for more from them. Yep. Uh, so that does it from us today. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Detroit Beer Collective. Go mm-hmm. to DetroitBeerCollective.com. Use the offer code MCGaming at checkout, and you will save twenty percent off on orders of twenty-five dollars or more. Correct, Amundo. Yes. So this has been uh, this week's Legend of Retro. And we will see you next week when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.